really honestly, that's one of them. I cried. So I'll tell you that story. This will be the cold open, I guess. Um, Wake up. I I loved System of a Down as a kid. Like yeah, loved, bangers. loved, loved. Bangers. Okay. Just King, Kings of the Valley. Tracks on every album. Kings of the like, Valley. Tracks on tracks on tracks. Should have been an album name. Um, yeah, it should have been. Um, but they don't believe in hierarchy. Can we talk about so. how the sun's ruined the valley for me? <laughs> they really ruined that for me. I'm pissed that the valley oop is a thing. Yeah, really fucking, come on, get the fuck out of here. That's what I did the only time I dunked. No, um, I was in Topanga. Anyway, um, I drove through Topanga today. It's beautiful. I was like driving I, through and I was like, you can tell it was an old hippie town that's just it been, is o- o- no, it is an old hippie but town. But that's been overrun by like money. Some, some of it. The majority of it, at least, you know, the 10 years ago when I worked at the camp, it was still hippies like it was all just hippies with like some money hippies that well invested their money yeah exactly um they got into the weed business early so i had never seen system of a down obviously they had taken their hiatus i was really sad about it but you wanted to right i did i'm gonna kill you if you do that one more time (laughs) um so this was the last time they played in la so this was right before the pandemic, I think. 20- oh, I remember when the show happened. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Glenn yeah. Helen, I go to the show. It was at the bank, wasn't it? No, Glenn oh. Helen. The oh, bank okay. is the one that they're going to do right. this year, Okay, which I'm going to try to go to again um, because I vowed that I'd never miss another System of a Down show. Okay. Uh, they played 30 songs. And first of all, Incubus opened. Well, okay, so Woof. at the drive-in and Incubus opened for them. I'm more of a Hoobastank guy myself. At the drive-in was maybe the worst live show I've ever seen. Really? Uh, the guy was clearly drunk. I can't remember his name right now. Yeah, the guy from Mars Volta. And all yeah, that, that yeah, guy. Yeah. He was clearly drunk and was terrible. Um, And so that's at, at the drive-in has tracks, though. That yeah. band's so good. That yeah. band's so good. Yeah, I mean, they're like Mars Volta Light. And Mars Volta, I think their their first couple albums were way better than anything at the drive-in they're, did. They're way more punk than Mars Volta. Yeah, okay, whatever, dude. So um, then Incubus came on, and I had forgotten how big a part Incubus had played in my young life. Because <laughs> uh, I knew the words to pretty much, and they just played bangers. Like, they knew what people were there for. They yeah, just yeah. played hit after hit. Yeah. And it was great. And I was drinking, and I was singing. And then System of a Down came on. And I cried like twice, I think. They played a couple songs. I cried a couple times because I just, you know, when you when you go see a band that you like loved, this happens to me a lot where like music has an emotional tie yeah. and you listen to that song and you're not expecting to get transported back to whatever it is mm-hmm. that that song means to you. And then all of a sudden you're like crying when you're listening to Nude one time yeah, yeah. Um, because, you know, back in high school, the girl that you lost your virginity to and like we're super in love with loved Radiohead and like when you were breaking up that album came out and so you listened to Nude and now every time you listen to Nude you get really fucking depressed anyway so like that yeah, stuff yeah I've had happened. that exact same experience yeah so that stuff happened at the System of a Down show um, and I cried a couple times and hugged my best friend at the time and we nice. were just hugging and having a great time I had an emotional time when I saw Smashing Pumpkins play Smashing Pumpkins the loudest show I've ever seen in my life Mogwai and Sleep is the loudest show I've ever actually, seen actually I lied so Smashing Pumpkins was, and then I saw Neurosis. I think we've had this discussion. Okay, yeah, we have. Neurosis, then literally I couldn't hear for the next three days. And it was worth it. It was totally worth it. Yeah. Um, when I saw Sleep, I couldn't hear for like a week. And I don't know if it, like they were that loud or if like I just consumed so much weed that it damaged my brain. That's probably a combination of both yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, worth it. Yeah, I'll totally that worth, right it. worth it. That night actually, God, this is such an awful, terrible, like cold open but um first 
first and only time in my life I've blacked out from weed. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I literally got tunnel vision, blacked out, and then came to and Dragonaut was playing. And I was like, sick. I think I think that's a, a heart issue. I think you had really high blood pressure. Dude, you to died. Low blood pressure. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't think that, that was like a blackout. I think you died and came back. Yeah, that wasn't weed. That was the hand of God. Anyways, welcome our listeners <laughs> to the Clip Set Podcast. To the Limp Biscuit Podcast. Um, <laughs> to the Limp Set Podcast. That's right. We are Limp Set. Anyway, um, literally with two of our best players limping around. No, um... So let's just get into Reggie it. Reggie Jackson's not that hurt, is he? No, he's fine. Okay, uh, but Zoo is is definitely limping with that MCL. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's get into the topic du jour. Yeah, yeah. Which is, um, will the Clippers bring back Reggie Jackson? No, it's uh, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard underwent surgery to mm-hmm. repair his ACL. Yeah. Now. I just did a really hard swallow into the mic, and I, I apologize to all the listeners. I'm leaving it in. I, I'm sure it was terrible. Um, so Kawhi gets the surgery, and it kind of came by surprise, I think, to everybody because we had all been under the assumption that he didn't need surgery, and that's why he hadn't gotten it yet. Like quite literally, the last thing we heard was, if the Clippers advance to the finals, Kawhi and his medical staff are going to have a sit down with the team and talk about playing, po- yeah, possibly playing in the finals. So. Oh man, I just lost my train of thought. So I, I, a lot of people have been talking about like, you know, we've had a couple of people say like, I told you we needed surgery. And then we've had, you know, a couple of people be like, what's going on? Is this the same? You know, there's been a lot of Twitter discourse about, is this the same thing that happened in San Antonio where there's mistrust and all this other shit? Yeah. Here's my assumption. I'm not a doctor. Okay. So I want to, are you I, fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah, no, I've been lying to you. Um, I'm not a doctor. Why did I send you those pictures then? You know why. So <laughs> and we both liked it. So I think what happened was this. He gets the initial diagnosis on the MRI, right? Mm-hmm. They think, okay, this is going to take six weeks to heal or whatever. Six, eight weeks, whatever it is. So they then go with that plan of like, we're going to wait for it to heal. Mm-hmm. And then what I'm assuming happened is that either more imaging was done later because he didn't feel better or... He was trying to do something and it got worse. Um, but my my assumption would be it just didn't heal the way that they thought it was going to without surgery because I don't think he would have delayed surgery on purpose. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they got to that point and they were like, okay, now is the time. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it. It's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Right. So the only way to do this is through surgery because I don't think he just did it for shits and gigs. I don't think he was like, yeah, I'm going to go under the knife. It's fine. Um, he did the old shack, got you know knee surgery in the off season or whatever he did. Right. Uh, I, I don't think that's the case. And I don't really think it like reflects on the relationship, or at least I'm choosing to hope that it doesn't reflect on the yeah. relationship between the team and Kawhi. Um, but it happened. And so uh, I reached out and like tried to figure out through my friends who are doctors like what does this mean i have a friend who's an anesthesiologist i was like can you reach out to your surgeon like your surgeon friends and see if anybody has Can you have them interrupt a surgery real quick and ask them these questions well first i asked can you find the person who did the surgery and then figure out if you know somebody who knows them because i'm sure it's a tight-knit group i don't know how many surgeons there are that would do that um at least two at least two yeah atrache and uh james uh what is it dr james andrews 
They're the only two that do surgeries. I, I was assuming it was Dr. Oz, so I don't uh, know. Yeah, that's probably... It might have been Dr. Phil. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine Dr. Phil performing surgery? We're going to cut him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, I, he said that his buddies basically whoa intimated that they would have to do full reconstruction. And that's like... Yeah, my understanding is like the the surgery to repair a partial tear and a full tear is essentially the same procedure. Right. Uh, I have heard, read, whatever, that there are experimental surgeries that only address like specific parts. So it's not a full like repairing of the tendon. Yeah. Um, but I think there was a caveat in whatever I read that was like, I also and also this is an athlete, so I don't think they're just going to like try something i was gonna say Kawhi doesn't seem like the experimental type he's right. had the same haircut forever yeah he drove his high school car until it didn't work anymore i don't see him being like yeah i'll be the guinea pig of this procedure right so that puts the timeline at like nine or ten months yeah um, that's, that's like in the middle of like typical recovery right. time could, could be sooner than that because we don't know yeah we don't know exactly what happened um but that basically means that Kawhi is going to miss the entire season mm-hmm. um, and would, would be eligible to come back basically April as the playoffs start. Yeah. So that may or may not change the Clippers plans moving forward. So yeah. Um, I wonder, would you like to see the, the Clippers kind of audible from whatever their original plan? was? like, what do you think needs to happen? Well, I mean, first of all, my, my initial thoughts on the surgery and all that, thank you for asking is that, um, <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did a long monologue there. And never <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, my thought is that the surgery wasn't necessary at all, and this is a power play. And he's in a like contract negotiation. There's other teams that are interested, and Kawhi's like, "Let me see where the loyalty really is. Let me see how you respond to me getting surgery in Interesting. this year." Interesting. Yeah. Now, tinfoil hat Joseph thinks. There was no surgery. That's what I'm saying. No, I know. Yeah. And and that this is all just so that he can take paternity leave. He wants oh, to be okay. there for the like first that. year of his child, which may or may not be real. I like that. So that's good. Double I'm, conspiracy there. I'm going more of the like fantasy that we've all had where you fake your death and then hang out in the funeral in the shadows and see what your family really says about you. I, I've done that. That's not a fantasy. <laughs> that's I've done that. So you heard everything, huh? Yeah, it wasn't good. Buddy, I'm so sorry. It wasn't good. <laughs> Never do that again. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not going to get that dark. So anyway. Um, I implore you to. No. I'm uh, within. I'm within. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think it might be a power play. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all nonsense. Um, no. Uh, Fake obvious, news. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a hoax. Um, yeah. Just like the vaccine. Uh, we are. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> get vaccinated. Ladies yeah, gentlemen. please. Fucking please. Um. Yeah, I think that you do have to make a shift, but it's so tough because whatever your audible is has to be kind of short term in some sense. Right. Like if, if if your audible is like we need a replacement for this dude because you are expecting him to come back in a year. Right. And and we are both operating under the assumption Kawhi is staying with the Clippers. Right. He's not going anywhere else. That's the hope. Um, we've seen that this team can compete at a very high level without him. Yeah. So I think for the most part, I'm still on board with, you know, you bring back Reggie, you bring back Batum, you know, you, you somehow accidentally lose Rondo in the, you know, Bermuda Triangle somewhere. And then 
you, you team, t- team trip to, to Bermuda. <laughs> Rondo just didn't make it back. We don't know what training, happened. Yeah, training camps in Bermuda, dude. We've yeah. got this pilot. Her name's Amelia Earnhardt. She's going to fly out there. Um, <laughs> but Solid pull. Yeah, like I just, I so I put a Twitter poll up like a week ago mm-hmm. about where, and this was before the surgery news came out, all that. And it was like, you know, do you want them to run it back or, you know, like what's the other option? Like what else do you want to see? And there was a lot of, People saying that they wanted to get a little bit younger and perhaps this is the year to do that. Maybe you try to find a younger wing to come in. Like I'm, I'm on board with wings. I think the team needs another wing. Yeah. Um, I think the team's got plenty of serviceable big guys, maybe one more on the third string somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm not, I'm not looking to replace zoo or, or surge. Uh, I think surge is going to be fine to go for next season. Um, there is a very real possibility that Zoo is packaged in something this offseason to get another star or or star-like talent on the team because he is an asset. I just I just don't know who that is. Yeah. Who I'm, is that guy? The one name that's been stuck in my head ever since you put it there like months ago is Zach Levine. Because I think he answers a lot of stuff that this team could use. So Zach, Zach is interesting. Um, I definitely think it's a name to like think about, but you got to then think about the, pe- like the real, the reality of the situation is the Clippers don't have any wiggle room. Yeah. If they, if they bring Kawhi back and even if they don't if they bring Kawhi back, they, they don't have any wiggle room. There's yeah. no, there's no cap space. There's no nothing. So like when you think about these things, you have to think wh- who is taking our package. So now you're like, okay, um, Zach Levine makes, you know, 20 million and is eligible for a, a max extension. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who do we package for 20 million? Luke Kennard for Zach Levine. Luke Kennard and and Jay Zoo. Scrub or well that I mean yeah so Luke Kennard and Zoo is enough for Zach Levine for the Bulls. Yeah, like I I don't think that that happens. What do we and then the picks. other name that's we been, only have second round picks. You know what I mean? The only name that's been thrown out there where I'm like oh, you, you could maybe put a package together for him is Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, but what does that package look like? I think Brogdon's making thirty million, isn't he? He's he's up there. You would have to put a few pieces together. So it'd be like Kennard and Morris for Malcolm Brogdon. Is that a move you want to make? Or like maybe it's Kennard and, and Pat. Right. You know. So would you would you package those two? I wouldn't I wouldn't say no right away to it, if I'm being honest. Okay. If yeah. there's no I mean I'm ve- I'm also like full disclosure, very high on Malcolm Brogdon. Right. You I guys wanted- were in the same graduating high school class. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you son of a bitch. I wanted him back in like back when they started to tear down Lobster. Right City. back when he was only twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, he's a really good fucking player. No, I, I agree. Um, he's got some injury concerns. I think he was banged up, you know, this year and, and some other years. I'd have to, yeah, but those are, that. those are like Indiana injuries that don't really count in California. Oh, okay. I got that. I'm so sorry to any of our listeners in Indiana. <laughs> that was a joke. Um, shout out Garrett. I think, um, he's a New York boy now. That's right. He's just been hitting big, with attitude left and right. Yeah. yeah. He told me to go fuck myself the other day out of nowhere. <laughs> I called him and he answered, I'm walking here. I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. <laughs> chewing on a fucking bagel anyway so <laughs> um i just think w- when you look at the clipper situation there's not a lot of realistic things that they can do so like their best decision is going to be to bring the dudes back that they have mm-hmm. hope that they have that and then try to get so really i mean a big complaint i had for the postseason is like as great as boogie was offensively we needed a better third big Oh yeah. So when I threw the third stream big out there, I'm, I don't want to bring boogie back. So, and I might be on an Island out here with that one, but, 
um, yeah, I, the, I had already kicked him out in my head when yeah. I said that. I, but I just think like the, the decision to do Boogie and Yogi Ferrell as the last two pieces of the roster, it, it was obviously like this is for vibes and like we're not going to need yeah. them or whatever. But I think you need better emergency depth than what we had. Yeah. Particularly given what we saw, which was our worst fears actualized from like from the preseason. Mm-hmm. We said it's a great team with the potential to be the best team, you know, that we've had. And also they're old and have injury concerns. And there's not a lot of emergency depth like underneath that's going to buoy them. So if, if I want the Clippers to do anything other than like bring the dudes back, it signs somebody like Mo Harkless or like Robert Covington, try to put package something together, get him. Maybe I, I just don't, again, I think the trade thing is, is far fetched. Okay. I think people who were like, oh, they're going to trade what I don't think that's unless somebody tumbles down the draft and at 25, the Clippers have an opportunity to take someone who's like a steal, maybe. Um, but I, I just think the Clippers are going to have to rely on getting a little bit more out of Terrence Mann next season, getting like he ran out of gas. I think he got nicked up, but you just kind of saw this is the dude's first full season. Yeah. And we tend to see dudes hit that wall. Um Seeing what you have with a guy like Jay Scrub, who's been described as an an athletic marvel, um, can he's, you? He's going to be the greatest Clipper of all time. Stamp it. All right, good. We'll write that down. Um, you know, hopefully, you get a bit of a, a step from him and like from guys like Kennard and Zoo, like the young guys you already have. Yeah. And then you hope to bring in, I think, some more emergency depth vets, guys like Dwayne Dedman. That's um, the name I had in my head for like a third string big. Yeah, Dwayne Dedman or like fucking Jan Mahimni or like just somebody who you can throw out there and be like, this isn't going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are, there's, there's some teardowns that are going to be happening this off season. So like there might be some fire sales, like all eyes are on Portland right now. Cause if Dame goes, there's a thousand other dominoes that are going to drop after that. I just, I'm not going to get my hopes up with that. I, I, I think it's like a fool's errand to sit back and think of all the trades the Clippers can make. Right. We're not getting Dame. Call me a fool again, dude. What's up, fool? So um, <laughs> I, I don't think we're getting Dame. I don't think we're getting like Brad Beal. I don't think we're getting any big names. I no, just yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any big fish hunting happening this offseason. Unless Kyle Lowry goes to the Raptors and says, "I'm only signing in Los Angeles. I will take the minimum, but like sign and trade me there." But then that hard caps you, and now you have less flexibility. Again. Yeah. So. And we saw we saw that play out with the Clippers. The Clippers like couldn't sign other guys because they had to wait, yeah, for the contract to be small enough to fit under the hard cap. So I think they're they're gonna want to sort of maintain some more flexibility. Mm-hmm. And so I think looking more of like vet guys who you can kind of fill out the margins with, have a little bit better emergency stuff. Especially you can go to a guy like Mo and be like, hey, look, Kawhi's gonna be out. You're gonna get playing time. We're gonna play you. Um, and if you play yourself into the rotation, you can play yourself into the rotation. I would. I would. I'd be love to get if Mo Harkless. Came yeah, back. I would love to get Mo Harkless back on the Clippers. Clipper yeah. legend. Clipper. Seriously, I loved Mo Harkless. He was great. Yeah. I was against the trade. Yeah, on here, yeah, I, you was, were. I was staunchly against the trade. You were. I remember that. Um, I love you, Marcus. Thank you for coming. Um, yeah, I I do want. I mean, we were joking before we pressed record that I was like, I'm done with with guards. I don't ever want to talk about guards ever yeah. again. I'm I'm in the like get me like a three four. Kind more of wings yeah, yeah we need we need more depth at the wing um and i think if we run with what we had before we've kind of got the guard thing handled 
Now, if Rondo retires, hopefully, please, God, Rajon, if you're listening, please retire and join the coaching staff if you want to hang around. But, like, just please retire. We'll match your salary. Um, if he does that, then maybe you bring in another guard for, like, emergency stuff. But it needs to be someone who's not Yogi Ferrell. Yeah, I love Yogi Ferrell. That's great. He's he's maybe five foot seven and weighs twenty seven pounds. Looking at him live yeah, on a, a basketball, basketball court, player, dude, he's kind of small and squirrely. <laughs> that might be the worst joke clips that has ever had. On not the even show. close. That might be not even joke. close. That might be. Ladies and gentlemen, please write into the show if you're listening and tell us whether or not that was the worst. Well, joke. hit him with the PO box if they're going to write in. Uh, PO box sixty nine, Los Angeles, California. All right, PO box six nine six nine four twenty sixty nine. Um. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I like I'm not ruling out a trade scenario though because I do think that there might be a little bit of a shakeup. Because because we're basically talking about I'm not saying you're punting a year, but without Kawhi, I think it drastically diminishes any like but we title hopes. We don't own our pick. We can't tank. No, I know, I know, but I'm just saying you shake it up to where like you get somebody maybe a bit younger in and like you you might have like a semi development year. I don't know. That's just where I don't know. I I'm think, not ruling that possibility out is all I'm saying. I think they're gonna try to be as good as they can, especially because they signed Tyloo and all that other stuff. So um and all of our development staff left, which I think yeah. we should transition into let's go. Um assistant coach diaspora. Um so Kenny Atkinson is gone. Mm-hmm. Chauncey Billups is gone. Mm-hmm. And Roy Rogers is gone. Yeah. So Roy worked with big men. Roy Rogers is a thousand percent a country singer, by the way. That's a country singer's name. I think there literally is a Roy Rogers out is there. Is there really? Is that I where think that, so. I think there's a, There's something deep seated in my brain. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. Um, Roy Rogers, also a chain of, I think it's chicken joints in the Northeast. Um Dude, Roy Rogers, right there, yeah. country singer. Country, I told he, you. damn, he's wearing like a twenty-gallon hat I right there. I think he started the chicken chain. No, um, so Roy Rogers worked with big men. Um, is known as like a big man savant. Chauncey obviously, um, was Ty's good friend, um, and is now the head coach of the Blazers. Do we want to touch on the Chauncey stuff? What do you want to talk about? I just think there's a larger conversation to be had about it, and it's definitely, um, it's definitely difficult to kind of have a situation like that where you come into an understanding like kind of mid-season or whatever it kind of feels like the the Corey Maggette situation yeah like so I didn't I still feel skeezy about Corey being on the broadcast yeah I'm not comfortable with it um I also didn't know about the Chauncey Billups stuff until and this is my own ignorance around it until the Portland talk started happening And I was like, holy shit, I had no idea. Well, the, the vast majority of at least the Twitter sphere seemed to not have this knowledge. Yeah. I, and it's because it was from 17 years ago. Yeah. And it got handled and settled and no one brings it up because it's not something at the forefront of everybody's mind. And like, even if you read the reporting, look, the details of it are horrific. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're, they're horrific. And it really, it has changed my perception of, of Chauncey and my perception of, I mean, really this whole season has changed my perception of like what the Clippers as an organization do in terms of research and their moral standing, I guess with me. Somebody brought it up on Twitter, like looking up random PM and somebody did a search on Sam Cassell and he yeah. has an allegation too, which I had no idea about, yeah. which was like crushing to me because he's right. like one of my favorite basketball players ever. Right. Um, but, you know, you look at it and it's like they brought in Rondo, they brought in Boogie, who mm-hmm. has his own um, 
pretty fucked up situation. Yeah. That was, you know, a voicemail that he left um, along with some other stuff. And there's a larger conversation. I think we'll save it for like a different podcast that we can have yeah. like an actual frank conversation about this. But um, definitely really uncomfortable that Chauncey, you know, got the jobs that he did because he, he got it before. Mm-hmm. He got the, the broadcaster job and then he got the coaching job. And yeah. it's kind of uncomfortable that he was able to. And I'm bummed that skate. I didn't know. Like yeah. I had no idea. Like that's on me. Like yeah. I had no idea about it. Yeah. There's a larger conversation to be had about redemption and 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 whether or not that's something you can be redeemed of. And like, what is it that you want in in this environment? Like, what is it that you want from that person? And I think it's more than what we got in that Portland um, press conference where they didn't even answer the question. Yeah, where they shut it down. Yeah, yeah. that was fucking gross. Yeah. So we'll have that conversation another okay. day. Um, so he's gone. And then Kenny Atkinson, your favorite, the guy you wanted to coach these Clippers My to God. a championship, um, is also gone. He took a, and a, <laughs> how dare you throw a backhanded little <laughs> remark in there? You piece of shit. Oh man, that was a good day. Like maybe Nate McMillan or like Kenny Atkinson, maybe that'll solve the problems. Nate McMillan did a great job. Yeah. Where, where's, where's Nate McMillan? Where did he get the McMillan? conference finals? Oh, okay. You're, that's you're right, right, bro. That's right. You're right. I'll give you that one. Kenny Atkinson. I don't know. Um, so he's he's in Golden State. He took a kind of an upgrade job. It's an upgrade for sure. But I feel like he's been doing similar things in in Golden State. So three openings. The Clippers are now bringing in Brian Shaw, um, allegedly. And how do you feel about that? So he's not going to be the head coach. So Good. that's Good. great. Yeah, he wasn't great in Denver. No, um, but he worked with Ignite, which was a G League squad. That that's we coached. Okay. Um, and so I feel like this is more of a development role than a he's going to be and he's good friends with Ty Lue yeah they're, they're former teammates yeah um and as long as it's not Derek Fisher I don't care no um so I, I just think it'll be fine um I don't know enough about Brian Shaw as like a as a coach but if he's there to be um like to pick up the development role that was lost by losing both Roy Rogers and and uh, Kenny Atkinson hopefully he can do similar wonders with do you think Dante uh, Jones is is being tapped for maybe a a bit of a promotion? Well, that's that's interesting because I don't really know who's out there right now that the Clippers could kind of bring in. The one name I have has already been on the coaching staff is Natalie Nakasi. Yeah, but um, she's you know in the D League with the AC Clippers. She was under Doc, so like I think she'd be really good on the developmental side, especially yeah. with her experience in the D League. But like I. Part of me is like, ah, oh, she was already on the coaching staff and didn't work out well. But then I'm like, oh, she was also under a head coach that Sucked. is like despised by by development. So like maybe she wasn't given a fair shake at at what I think is probably a pretty, you know, she has a ton of respect in the league. The players have always spoken really highly right. of her. I think that she could be somebody that they bring up from the D League and have her, you know, take the reins on development for the Clippers. Yeah, I think. Maybe promoting from inside is something that's being bandied about. Especially because in the D-League, you, you essentially are running the NBA team system right. because you're getting players ready to come up and down. Right. And so she is familiar with Ty's system. You know what I mean? Like she's she's got the playbook. Right. Um, it might be just a really easy transition for them. Yeah, I'd love that. Um I don't yeah, again, I just I don't think that there's any names out there that I'm thinking like Gentry is already in Sacramento. Gentry is somebody who I'd want. Oh, I would love to be like the associate or whatever. Just, yeah, I just remember how great the offense looked when he was the Clippers' assistant coach under Doc. Um, so I don't know. Um, I think promoting from inside is probably their best bet. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, 
again, like I, I'd really have to take a, like a deep dive into who's out there and all right. that. And I think names will be coming up. Like there will be more names available. Yeah. Um, but those, those are the couple that I have just off the top of my head right now. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I think, I think that's it. I think track we covered week. everything. Let's do track of the week. Uh, You're starting. I'm starting. Yeah. Okay, so I've got two um for for both weeks okay one is an is a is an go-getter old track uh one more one more again by d'angelo that is a track love d'angelo yeah love d'angelo been listening to a lot of d'angelo yeah um i have a d'angelo themed thing that's going to be coming up a little later um and then my other track is taking trips by vin staples it's off his new album mixed bag a reaction to vin staples new album i like it taking trips track and three quarters phenomenal song Phenomenal song. What about you? Uh, so El Gunarino, one of our uh, loyal listeners, uh, great dude out in Phoenix, Arizona. He posted something about um, the Descendants documentary mm-hmm. that he was watching. And it. so the Descendants are one of my all-time favorite bands. And I hadn't listened to them in a while. And he, he that kind of re-triggered it. And so I listened to uh, Milo Goes to College, which is one of my favorite albums of theirs. And the song Bikeage, it... Again, we were talking about this in the beginning. It's like that whole album, but that song and Hope take me back to like nine-year-old me Yeah, in listening to that album until the fucking wheels fell off. Like love that album, but the song Bikeage is so good. Uh, and then the other one is uh, went on a big Tom Petty kick recently. Okay. The song You Got Lucky is such a good song. You got lucky, babe, when I yeah. found you. Yeah. Uh, I just love how many songs he has where it's like, you know, like so many Tom Petty songs are like, I dare you to leave me. And it's like, you're one of the most ghoulish looking motherfuckers that's ever played the guitar. Where does the hubris come from that led you to write all of these songs? But he wrote great songs. So, he did write yeah. great songs. <laughs> so, yeah. I had to bite a dark joke. Um, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. he. Uh, do you know who Tom Petty looks like? Tom Petty and... Um, Jake Busey, Gary Busey's kid, yeah, look the same to me. Like when the Tom Petty biopic comes out, they're gonna have Jake Busey involved Fuck, in some what's, capacity. What's that? Um, there's some like older horror movie where there's like a ghoul, like skeletony thing that has blonde, wispy hair, and Tom Petty looks like that. <laughs> no, but yeah, you just described Tom Petty. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was actually just him. I don't think yeah. that was even a horror movie. That was just a music video that I watched. <laughs> I remember being a kid. There was the Tom Petty music video. I can't remember what song was off the top of my head, but it was Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And he's the Mad Hatter. And like, I remember seeing that and being like, oh yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Like that, yeah, that totally works. He is works. the Mad Hatter. That's who it is. Yeah. <laughs> so those are my tracks. Word. R.I.P. Tom Petty. R.I.P. Rest in Petty. Um, oh my God. <laughs> was that the worst one? Am I outdoing myself? You're really, you're on a roll today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're going to keep bringing you these episodes through the off season. Uh, as news comes along, we will be breaking it down, talking about it, uh, and giving our non-MDS opinions on it all as it happens. Yeah. Um, Joseph, I do expect you to get a PhD before next season. Though. I'm I'm working on it. Okay. I mean, 213's got a doctor on the mic. We need one, too. Yeah. All right. For everybody listening, we appreciate you joining us. Wherever, wherever you're listening to the show, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with all the episodes. If there's an option and you're listening <laughs> on... Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating, leave us a written review. It really helps out. And if you love the show, you support what we're doing, we're completely listener-supported. We are completely ad-free. We're not on a network. This is as independent and DIY as it possibly fucking gets. 
If that resonates with you and you have the ability to do it, please, I encourage you to go to patreon.com slash clipsetpod and sign up to become a paid patron. It helps keep the lights on here in the luxurious studio that is the Clipset recording studio. My couch. Uh, yeah, we need to polish up the gold walls that we have here and really keep this place going. So if you could please sign up there, that would really, really help the show. I've got I've got two contests to announce. Okay. Um, I know that we had done the the shirts one, yeah. uh, which was wildly successful. Thank you guys for signing up. Uh, we have two. Uh, for the next 15 patrons that sign up, you are now enter- entered into a, uh, an opportunity to take me on a date. Wow. Okay. So okay. the next 15 will randomly select one. You get to take me on a you date. Get, wait, they take you. So they're paying. Yes. Yeah. You pay and then you get to take me on a date. I can see your laptop from here and I see patrons canceling as you're saying this. Well, funnily enough, the next 15 to cancel their pay are also entered. So there's going to be 30 <laughs> people total that get to enter to take me on a date. Uh, I'm a cheap date. We can go to in and out. It'll be great. Uh, the second is if we get to a hundred patrons, by the next episode, which okay. should be in two weeks, if we get 100 patrons, patrons in that time, I will recreate the untitled video by D'Angelo. I will sing the song and I will recreate the entire video if we get to 100 in two weeks. All right. And hopefully by the next time we have an episode out, we will have things will actually entice people to sign up for <laughs> Patreon. Uh, do we have any shout outs this week? No, no shout outs this week. Okay. Um, as you know. Some people pointed out on Twitter, next season is going to be canoe heavy. So if you want to get your canoe merch, yes. uh, you can get uh, it on the Bonfire website that we have links to. It'll be under the tweet. Yeah. Um, we also have another shirt cooking. It's in the works. So we so will let you guys know. We are collaborating with another uh, Clippers merchandise genius Yes. Uh, to create a design. So we've got another shirt coming, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Yeah. Um, other than that, that's it. Yeah. Between then and now, just remember to always wash, rinse, sanitize, repeat. And if you don't, Donald Sterling wins. And that's a fact.